Do you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear, now it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway. So go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ellsworth Exchange. I want to thank my special guest, Jason Inman and Joel Daly, for being on the show today, guys. Welcome. Hey. We're going to talk about the best Justice League runs um, in honor of hopefully one of the best upcoming Justice League runs we're going to see. Holy crap. Yeah. This is a Jason idea. I'm so proud of him for yeah. coming up with it. Uh, he gave me two. Go- he hit two out of the park, and I'm like, we got to pick one. I guess we'll pick this yeah. one. We can do the other one next week. Uh, yeah, why not? When we have some hindsight on uh, how Krypton mm-hmm. did. Um, but in the pro- so let's jump into it. This is uh, the best Justice League runs because mm-hmm. holy shit, this Justice League run looks really exciting. I don't, you know, there's, it's just the first ep- or issue, Ever. but holy crap. Um, let's talk about that for a second. Uh, Scott Snyder's taking over Justice League, finally. Yeah. Yeah. Is it finally? I you know I mean like here's the thing when he left Batman I'm like well where's he gonna go. He can either yeah. do Swamp Thing, Animal Man, or Justice League. And that's it. I mean, Dark Knight's Metal was basically a Justice League story. Dark Knight's Metal? Yeah, with a, with a heavy tone of Batman. It's all Batman. Dar- the book's called Dark Knights. Mm-hmm. Also, it yeah. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but the other guys are there. Yeah. Um, um, you, know, I, you know, I will say that if you were to give this to any other writer at DC, it would seem weird. Like... Scott Snyder, since he is the big dog of DC, mm-hmm. this seems the most appropriate to give him Justice League. Yes. Um, and to be honest with you, um, yeah, DC is is very interesting right now because they're sort of turning into like what Marvel was in the 2000s. Yes. Where they have these big dogs that are locked up in these corners. Like we have Tom King at Batman, we have Brian Michael Bendis over here on Superman, and we have a couple other people like Young Animal and stuff like that. So there's only so many places that Scott Snyder could go without just leaving dc straight out right which i don't think he's gonna do no and it's like yeah of course we'll give him justice league because justice league really isn't doing anything right now no it's true for a long time inexcusably it's been like one of the lowest top tier books and in terms of quality which is like which is like having a crappy avengers book when you're making avengers movies like it's just confusing yeah um, that's now, it. I will I, okay. I will argue that the first storyline that Brian Hitch did and the last storyline that Brian Hitch did were great. I think yeah. everything in the middle kind of suffers. Right. Um, but Boy, And I kind of wish that his whole run was like those two big ideas, but um, I don't know. Yeah, when let's let's. I, can I ask the panel this, please? When was the last time you guys think Justice League was great? It was a must read. Oh, man. Okay. <sighs> Rough. Hmm. Uh, That's funny. You, yeah. Oh, you count New Fifty Two Leagues of America in there? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. 
because I've really liked some Justice League of America runs, although those fizzled out pretty damn quick. Damn it. This is a tough question, Jason. Yeah. yeah. See, I think I think it's pre-New 52. Oh. I was going to say, I think yeah. New 52, because, like, it was, it was Jeff Johns and Jim Lee starting out, and mm-hmm. holy crap, like... And, of course, the first main villain was Darkseid. It was Jim Lee's yep. beautiful pencils. It was the debut of those awful costumes. Uh, it yep. was the new status quo. Yep. They were meeting for the first time. It was a must-read, even it if... It was the first New 52 book. Right. It came out the same day as the last issue of Flashpoint. That's right. Good point. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that was a must-read. Even little of it mattered. Right. Regardless yeah. of its relevancy, I think you had to read it. In fact, I did. I wasn't even reading Justice League before then. I and did, I, too. And I jumped I right in. I bought the single issues. Um, you know, for me... I, I agree with you. That's a good point. That first arc is a must read, but it's after that arc, it kind of becomes very forgettable. And I, I, I compare Jeff Jones, justice league to a Michael Bay movie. Big time. Mm. It's a lot of flash. There's a lot of, you know, big explosions, but a lot of it really doesn't matter. Oh yeah. Well, it also kind of cheapens dark side in a big yeah, bad way. He becomes cool. like a grumbling idiot. Like, why didn't you just use Mongol if you wanted to use a crappy jar of dark side? Like with with another bad design. Well also, yeah, what why do why is it that everybody seems to w- think that complicating an iconic design is an improvement? Like everybody like from the new 52 designs entirely. We'll give everybody pop collars, awful piping, and dark side gets armor even though he's made of freaking rock. Like what mm-hmm. are you doing? Uh, the dude is basically the I don't know I always love the classic dark side like tunic you know and kind of like yeah, blue yeah. skirt I like look. it I hate the skirt though I like the skirt because the dude's like skirt. I'm not beyond wearing a skirt Doctor Doom wears a skirt <laughs> okay all right are you he's gonna make so bad ass skirt, skirt, skirt that's right he's like I can rock the skirt he's like a Scott uh, <laughs> really quick I just want to acknowledge the super chat before we jump into it uh, sure and we'll get into Joel's uh, uh, answer uh, Jai Shachnev says Snyder asked fans on Twitter about whom we as an audience would like on the Justice League, and almost everyone wanted the Justice League animated series team. Glad we're getting that. And Cyborg, which means, which I think having him is a John's mandate. Um, Interesting theory uh, that uh, Cyborg has to be on the team as a mandate. I think it's more like, it's not a mandate so much as it looks really bad if you kick Cyborg off the team. Yeah. It, it was like everybody's been demanding Cyborg be a member of the Titans, and I'm like, by if you do it now, it kind of looks like a demotion. It looks like admitting defeat. And hey, that the, that 2020 Cyborg movies are coming. We gotta work on the multimedia. We tells you. <laughs> I still think Cyborg is a good idea on the Justice League. Um, I like him on the Justice League. I, I actually think that's one of the better things the New 52 did was putting Cyborg on that team. Now. I do agree that kicking Martian Manhunter off that team was a mistake because I love Martian Manhunter and he's been in like almost every Justice League of all time. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Um, Cyborg being on that team is not a mandate. I can guarantee you that because <laughs> I guarantee you every team, whoever's writing the next run of Teen Titans, and I guarantee you they've already decided it, um, would is jonesing for Cyborg. Sure. Like, would take Cyborg in a heartbeat. Um, yeah. Because he's a movie star now. Right. Um. But I, I, no, I think, to be honest with you, I think him being on the Justice League is a great move because, again, all these super teams, the big super teams, are, are super white. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the more multicolored we can make them, the better off they'll be. It is nice. Dwayne McDuffie famously said when he was developing the Justice League cartoon, when it's like, 
we got to put some different colored people on this team or else it's a bunch of white people yep. lording over humanity in a satellite yeah. base. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, really quick, I'll just knock out these other two uh, uh, super chats. They're from the Red Samurai. He says, John Stewart's back, baby. Hope he gets a yeah. solo book. Not a fan of Tom King's Batman, but he might do great on Justice League or on, on Green Lantern. And Kenneth Rockefort needs to draw GL. Fair enough. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think Tom King's Batman's yeah. the worst run in the last 30 years. Um, moving on. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's horrible. <laughs> it's gone down. I just read the newest issue now when I was pulling my hair out a little bit by the end. Yeah, I can't. I agree to disagree. I can't I, get I into it. Better. I think it's better more recently than than when he started. Oh, hmm. I think it's only gotten worse. <laughs> Oh, all right, fair enough. Uh, he's, he's gotten more defensive on social media. This is fair, sort of yeah. Every week now. Uh, and the additional one was uh, the first two volumes of Jeff Johns' Justice League kind of sucked. It felt like yeah, Jim Lee wrote them, but then after uh, it's good, uh, but Cyborg makes it boring. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, like Throne of Atlantis is cool. Oh, Throne of Atlantis was awesome. And that's still Johns, but I think it's Ivan Rice's art, which I think is, is great and a good compliment to Jim mm -hmm. Lee's beginning. Um, I'll, I'll have something nice to say about Cyborg, actually, as we talk about this. Yeah, I, I, I would argue that Cyborg doesn't make the team in, as boring as Shazam does. Mm. Oh, Porsche. Because of two Supermen? Yeah, it's, t it's too many yeah. Supermen. And, 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 of course, like, nobody knows what to do with Shazam. So they're like, is he a man yeah. boy? Is he, like, uh, is he a Superman compliment? Should he be, like, more pure than Superman? I don't know what to do with this guy. And the fact is, like... Nobody knows what to do with Shazam. They don't even know what to freaking call him because his name's Captain Marvel, for God's sake. Uh, I, I, I've, and I'm in that camp. I mean, like, oh, are you? I see. I'm exactly the opposite. I've always liked him as Shazam more than Captain Marvel. See, I, 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 yeah. I've stopped fighting it at this point. Oh yeah, no. I, I used to like defiantly call him Captain Marvel. Now I'm just like, yeah, obviously it's Shazam. I don't want to make things confusing. I do think he's a redundant character. I. He's less he iconic, he's more boring, and I don't care for his magic. So, you know, like, I don't care. He's got to say a magic word, he trades places with a kid. Ah, like, Superman, doomed planet, kindly couple, I'm in. Like, it's basically sci-fi mythology, I'm in. But, but I, I like Captain Marvel around no. Shazam. Really? Because like that's the thing I don't like. I think it's boring. Well, see, to me, it's always like, oh, man, some serious stuff is happening in the magical side of the DC universe. Wizard Shazam has shown up to talk about it in right. the talk of eternity. Well, if it's if it's cool and magical, then I'd rather see the Spectre or Constantine or Entrigan or, like, even the even the Endless, you know, but, but, but Shazam? I mean, like, also the magical element of DC is so, like, dark and gritty and, you know, vertigo-y. And then Shazam shows up and he's like, huzzah! And it's like, what are you doing here, buddy? Yeah. I kind of, I've always thought that maybe Shazam should be one of those books that is locked in a time period. Mm. Like, if, if we're going to read a Shazam book, I kind of feel like it should take place in the 1950s. Like, it should be in that G. Willikers when Shazam sold more than Superman. Right. When Fawcett Comics was doing so well that DC Comics bought that character out so he right. couldn't be a threat to Superman anymore. Yeah. Morrison um, nailed that in Multiversity so much yes. to the point. It's like, yep, this is Fawcett City in the Fawcett universe, and we call him Captain Marvel here. Yep. That's and cool. that issue was so good. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. That's a way better idea. Although I also like the idea of, like, maybe making him kind of like an out-of-time kind of character. You know, like, maybe he starts okay. in the 50s, and then you just, like, do a time jump where he wakes up. You know, like like Thor, more or less, um, fish out of yeah. water kind of thing. Um, and but yeah, I, I I do agree with you, Sal. Like Captain Marvel is one of these characters. He, to me, he's almost like the X Men, where I kind of feel he works better when he's 
in his little pocket corner. Right. Yes, we've had this discussion. If you haven't already yep. watched it, uh, Jason was actually on the couch with us, and we talked about three right. ways to fix the X-Men. Jason's was to make them separate from the Marvel Universe. I, I do not agree, but I do understand. <laughs> that was a great conversation. It was. Uh, Otis Cunningham says, Jorge Jimenez's art is enough for me to read the new Justice League run big time. Mm. Uh, Taylor Pester says, Black Adam's more interesting than Billy. I think that's evident Ooh. by the fact that they cast him first in the movie. That's perfect. Um, so yeah. that being said, so we, we we started this conversation by saying, what are some of the best Justice League runs? Because goddamn, even if you don't agree with Scott Snyder writing Justice League, you do agree it's an exciting time for Justice League mm-hmm. comics. So uh, let's jump into it. I know that you all probably have lists. I'll bet we have a lot yep. of crossover. So if you if we do, feel free to add like a sentence or two to that conversation. But you know. Whoever says it, they 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 earn that that spot. So I'll let our special guest Jason start off. Jason, what's a what's a seminal run in Just League history for you? Uh, can I start out at the top? Please, yeah, no. I mean, for me, there is no beating the Grant Morrison JLA run. I agree. Two Grant Morrisons, I bring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It <laughs> yes. Is, it, to me, the Grant Morrison JLA run with Howard Porter when they relaunched it as JLA for the very first time, you get Rock of Ages, you get World War Three, Tower of um, Babel. All, Oh yeah, Tower of oh, no Tower of Babel's Mark Wade. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all these crazy storylines. Um, I mean, he introduces Jakeem Thunder. They had the JSA JLA crossover. Um, he Grant Morrison's the only writer to make uh, Electric Superman work. interesting, or at least <laughs> uh, you watch best, him. Yeah. The best Electric Superman moment is in JLA uh, yeah. when he stops the moon with his electromagnetic powers. But I don't know. Like I, I have said it time and time again on on my podcast, Kihush Lesson. I don't think any writer has ever beat Grant Morrison's JLA, and he did what no other writer has done in 40 issues. He, did, yes. he only had a run of 40 issues. I completely agree with that. Grant Morrison's yeah. run is unparalleled, and it's funny because it's his his run... Here's a picture of it. Whoa, that's really big. <laughs> uh, his run is what you imagine Justice League runs to be like. Like they yeah. should be. Especially now. Especially now. You know, like everybody. About, think, yeah. There we go. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Think, think about this too. He had a sidekick Flash. He had Wally West. He didn't have Barry Allen. Yep. Yeah. He had a sidekick Green Lantern. He had Kyle Rayner. And he was forced to deal with Wonder Woman dying in the middle of a run and Hippolyta joining the JLA. <laughs> and Superman gets electric powers in the middle of his run. Big time. And the stories are still great. It's funny um, because I had a. I had a wizard special JLA yes. special, and it's all about this run. And I loved reading it because Grant Morrison was telling about all his ideas that he never got to do. Like he wanted to bring Hawkman into the series, and that's why we got Zariel, because mm-hmm. um, DC wouldn't let him touch Hawkman. But it's funny because before he took the run, I remember a lot of people being like, "Why are you giving Justice League to the guy who made Animal Man?" Right. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of weird talk about uh, Grant Morrison taking over Justice League, and people being like. Is this gonna work? Mm-hmm. And Justice League ba- and and Morrison just being like, why are this? Why are the Justice League so crappy? Why don't we just make it cool? <laughs> and, and, yeah. and if you didn't have Grant Morrison's Justice League, you do not have the New Avengers. Straight up, yeah. Because that's that's no. literally yeah. Brenda's going. What? Well, how come they have a book with everyone's favorite characters and we don't? The Let's big do seven comes from that book. Absolutely. Even yeah. when, even though the the Trinity of super characters is almost never represented in a run of Justice League. Yeah. This is the team you think of 
Grant Morrison manages to deliver on, like, your Mandela effect mind where you think <laughs> there was ever a time when the Justice League was, like, relevant and big and cool and featured all these major characters. And even then, he managed to use characters who were not all that big and interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you're not wrong. That's, a, that's, that's like, the number one run. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think... I, I mean, I, I would love to hear what are your guys' choices, but, like, for me, that's the number... That's my favorite run of Justice League, and I think it's the most impactful. Yeah. Uh, Chase... It's very Eich hard to argue that. Chase Eichler says, Rock of Ages is my favorite Justice League story of all time. Yeah. I mean, World, uh, World War Three or World... I don't remember which one it was called, but it's the one where the the, alien, the white Martians show up. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Um Mm -hmm. Moad Shali says the best Justice League runs is the cartoon, in my opinion. We'll get there. That's also really good. Uh, yep. Aubrey Kusi Apia says, I think you guys might be sleeping on Priest's run. Priest's run is solid. I've been reading it. He's doing interesting things. He's doing more interesting yeah. things than the last guy it's, was. I think it's better than Hitch, but it's still oh, yeah. not... It's still leaving me in the cold. It's it's an acquired taste, and I'm sure he already saw the writing on the wall where it's like, look, you get one volume, do whatever you want, wrap it up, don't write anything beyond this. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you, you guys saw the, I assume, the June solicitations, right, for DC? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. You can tell everybody that's currently on any book at DC right now are the fill-in guys. Yes. You can tell. Awesome. Like, you can kind of tell because they're moving people around, and and you notice it's like it says part one of five, and you're like, well, why is everything going to sort of conclude around July or August? <laughs> hmm. I don't what's know. What's happening then? It, it's sad, too, because you got, like, books like Green Arrow. It's like, oh, you get two fill-in arcs back-to-back. -back. Oh, yeah. that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't lose that momentum. DC is, like, crushing it, and then it's like, well, we got to do this we, thing. We talked about this on a past episode, Sal. They basically did the entire New 52 cycle. They did about four years of work in two. Yeah. And now it's finally caught up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Red Samurai says, Best Just League stories are from the cartoon, Secret Origin, Legends, Twilight, Tabula Rasa, Only a Dream, A Better World, Hereafter, Comfort and Joy, etc. Uh, can't argue with that. Inspired by books from these runs. Right? And uh, I want to throw a quick shout out to Tyler Cox. This is uh, off topic, but he said that uh, me and Tiffany getting married inspired him to propose to his girlfriend. And she said yes. So congratulations Hooray. to Tyler. Way to go. Uh, so Jason, yes. Happy uh, that one had a happy ending. I know, yeah. She yeah. said no, but I'm still glad I took the plunge. Like, <laughs> what, if, what, if, what if his super chat was like, and I blame you, Sal. Yeah, you son of a bitch. I'd be like, well, man, I'm going to send you a super chat. I am sorry. Uh, <laughs> listen, take take those, take those risks. Uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> Justice League, New World Order, and, and so many more Grant Morrison's run is incredible. Uh, yeah. Joel, what else we got? Well, you know, I, I figured, as you said, Sal, we're all probably going to pick a lot of the same ones. So I wanted to lead off with a dark horse here. We mentioned Jeff Johns, obviously. You mentioned the early stuff, the New 52 stuff. Mm -hmm. Let me blow your mind here. I'm actually going to mention the latter stuff. Like, Forever Evil onward, there was some interesting stuff in there that I don't think gets a lot of credit. We were we were kind of dumping on Cyborg before. I think the best Cyborg Justice League story was told by Johns during that time, when all the other heroes got messed up by the crime syndicate, and it was Cyborg alone, and he had to upgrade his body and, you know, reconcile with his father, and then he led the metal men in a guerrilla war against the crime syndicate. I'm like, this... This is cool. If Cyborg was ever close enough to working on the Justice League, it was right here, right now. It then didn't go anywhere, and we lost the Metal Men for years, but it was pretty good. Also around this time, 
uh, they start doing the whole Lex Luthor turning good and joining the Justice League for a little bit, and he hung around with them. They fought the Amazo virus. And Captain Cold. Yeah. And Captain Cold, yeah. man, he was great on that. I wish that could have kept going for a little bit. It didn't, but it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, and had a great element of, like, when is the shoe going to drop? And then, in mm, Luther's yep. case, never does. And you're like, this never is just, I, as it turns out, you just engendered yourself to me, and I dig it. Yep. Yeah, no, that that's, that's run, a good point. That run led into this really cool story idea that I loved in Rebirth, where Luther was wearing this Superman armor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that armor looked badass. And to be honest with you, they're, yeah. they're making an action figure of it, and I want that oh. action figure. Oh, so good. They should. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the, I, as I call it, the superior Superman armor. Where oh, Lex, nice. I like that. <laughs> which you know they can't use, but uh, they were like, "Yeah, no, it's it's." I, I love that moment, especially when pre-rebirth Superman, post-conversion Superman, is like, yeah. "You take that cape off, man. That's my cape. I mean, it's my dead other version's cape, but still, it's messed up. Yeah. You're wearing it." And I'm like, "This is a That's cool mine. story. That's not for you. That's more and Superman." Dark Side War at that towards that end. Dark Side War, I do think, is probably Jeff's best story on his Just League run. Like it Dark got Side, a little it was, long, but it was good. It, yeah, and it doesn't really come to a satisfying. Like you can tell that they're they're trying to finish it before Rebirth. Right. Yeah. So, so it gets really compacted. Um, but I thought, yeah, it was one of the better story, if not the best storyline from his run. Yeah, I think it's one of the best. Technically, New Fifty Two is it. Kind of. I'd agree. Yeah. DCU ish. Yeah. Yeah. Right up. Uh, But it's also funny because it allow it's 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 easily one of Jeff Johns' best dark side stories uh, Mm -hmm. in the New Fifty Two because he doesn't have him talk or do anything and then kills him like within the first two issues. Like he just gets him out of there. Whole damn thing's called Dark Side Wars, not even in the damn book. But. it's still a riveting story, and of course, the the art couldn't be beat. That was an amazing. Plus, we got book. Uh, Mr. Miracle and Barda back in that story after yes. a long time. They got to hang out, but by the end, they're including everything there. You got the crime syndicate fighting the evil forces. You got the Green Lantern Corps coming in and getting beaten up. It was basically like a giant wrestling match. Oh, who's going to do a run in next? Don't That's forget true. the Anti Monitor too. And the Anti Monitor. Right. was yeah. in it. Yeah, that was cool. That was a big story. Cool moments. I really like that story. When I was gritting my teeth and being like, DC's not doing anything fun except for this really cool story that involves everybody. <laughs> but uh, but yes, I agree with that. That's fair. Good point. Nice uh, nice come from behind there, man. Uh, Tevye Smolka says, uh, do you think that John, a.k.a. Superboy, and Damien reform uh, the Young Justice team? Um, no. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, they have to bring back Young Justice at some point, uh, but I was wondering when they're going to... Yeah, okay. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it well, makes sense, right? Back. Like, I, I mean, I don't know anything. No. No, and how... It's not like you have any connection with that, any any connection, for current or former, with a company that might be doing something like that, but uh, wink and nudge. We do know that the Teen Titans are getting a special uh, in uh, in the summertime that's all about them reforming, and we got Imiko the Red Arrow on there, we got Kid Flash. It's like, oh, so the teams are getting shuffled yeah. around. Yeah. You don't say, I wonder why. And Robin... So that leads- yeah, that leads more into that thing I was talking about with the people in the fill-in arcs and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're shifting some things around. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think so. Um, as far as other t- uh, other runs go, so we talked about the New 52 Justice League. We talked about Grant Morrison's run. I'm going to throw out one that I kind of really dug, despite a lot of anger and vitriol about it. I really liked Brad Meltzer's run. Oh. I thought it was... Oh, the Lightning Saga stuff? Yeah. I thought it was a cool idea, and it had such a great hook in the beginning 
where uh, you had just the Trinity being like, we have to rebuild the team and it has to be stronger and more interesting. <laughs> and then they kind of whizzed it, but I don't yeah. know. It got me interested in Justice League at a time when you could never have gotten me inter- interested in Justice League. Um, also, I think uh, Phil Jimenez's art was in that and it was just really, mm. really solid. Um, yeah, it was Ed Bennis too. Yes, Ed Bennis, thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. I liked... I was a- yeah, I'm sorry. I, I was gonna say I was excited for that run, and I remember I bought the single issues because at that time I was like, "Brad Meltzer can do no wrong." I think I still think he he can't. Um, yeah, but I remember being off put by those issues because I think there was a zero issue. Yes, there was. Right. Yeah, so they went zero, one, two, three, and for those four issues, Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman just looking at pictures. Yeah, I kind of like that. That was like a lot for of like fun. Four issues. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it, it's fun for me. For me, I like those moments where they sit down and they interact and they kind of like just get their bearings. I also liked watching building a team versus actually seeing that team executed sometimes uh, because okay. the promise is a little better than the execution most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. I really, really liked the argument between the, the three about uh, about um, Nightwing and whether he belongs yeah. on the Justice League. And I'm like, and they're like, yes, he does. And they're like, but he will say no. I'm like this is cool, and it really is just because of the strength. I think of Identity Crisis. I loved Identity Crisis. Yeah, um, but I will, uh, I will say, yeah. Sal, I love Brad Meltzer's second storyline, the Lightning Saga. Yes, that's fair. I love that storyline. I think that storyline's awesome, and the way it crosses over the, the the combinations they do. Like, I think it's like Starman, Sandman, and Batman going into Arkham Asylum. Right. That's a killer pitch, and it actually yeah, happened. Right. And you can read yeah. it, and it's cool. Um, yeah. Andy615 agrees with us. He says Meltzer was his first JLA book, and it's and he's happy to hear that it got some love. I agree, man. Um, I, ultimately, I think it got away from itself. But yeah. there was some real promise in that series um, and some really, really cool character moments, which is all I'm ever asking for. All I want is for characters to be real and be cool. And, uh, yes. and Meltzer can do that. Is it Meltzer? I'm always confused yeah, if it's Metzler or Meltzer, but yeah. No, it's Meltzer. I'm right, cool. pretty certain it's Meltzer. I've never met him, Bassinger, so I have no idea. Basinger? Yeah, Bassinger. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. we're back to Jason. Jason, what else we got, man? Um, well, I'm, I'm going to just keep this. Uh, I don't know if I want to go to the Dark Horse pick or, or straight up, Ooh. like, uh, obvious pick. Mm. Um, you know what? Let's go Dark Horse. Screw it. Okay. Um, I'm going to give some major props to Dwayne McDuffie's run. Ooh. Uh, hey. Which is the follow-up to Brad Meltzer's. Um, not only is Dwayne McDuffie one of the Justice League animated's best writers, I mean, he wrote Starcross and stuff like that, but I love, um, in his run, he sort of created another really cool DC milestone crossover, mm-hmm. which I thought was neat. His run also... Um, there was that stupid storyline where Amanda Waller was scooping up all the criminals and throwing them on a planet. Was it Salvation Run? Salvation Run. I talked yes. about Salvation Run all the time. <laughs> um, the best part of that was the Justice League tie-in by Dwayne McDuffie because it was the it was the Justice League having to save their biggest villains. That's a cool idea. And it was a great idea. And they had to save all their villains. And that was like the best part of Salvation Run, I thought, was the Dwayne McDuffie stuff. But um, it was so interesting because I can remember reading that book and at that, you know, and I have a lot of deep love for Milestone. Like I love Icon. I love hardware. I love, I love static. And so when Icon showed up, I was like, holy cow, I didn't expect this to happen. But a, a lot of people have forgotten about Dwayne McDuffie's run. It's, 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 it's interesting. Dwayne McDuffie is responsible for a lot of stuff in comic books. Like he created damage control. Um, 
He put Black Panther and Storm on the Fantastic Four. Yep. yep. Um, he did a lot of big stuff that people have forgotten, and he has a great Just League run, and I hardly hear anybody talk about it. No, it's true. Right. And the question is, is it collected? Because it ought to be at this point. Like, the, And, and I, so many great runs are just kind of like forgotten or left to like weird like I cheap think collections. I think it was collected back in the day. Right, okay. So you can find but it not in bins. But it should you know, be. great. What's great, too, about that Dwayne McDuffie thing is he did so much writing about it after the fact of his experience writing a big team book. And he had one of my favorite quotes in there when he wanted to put another uh, African-American character on the team. And look, you can't do that. You put two African-American characters on the same team book. It's a black book then. (laughs) Yeah. 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 His his blog posts about writing that book are insane. I bet. Really eye opening. And he is no he was no stranger to sharing this information with his fans, even during the run, which arguably was how he got fired off of the run. Yeah. Like he was like he was just like, Yeah, here's what's happening, here's what I'm planning, and they're like, What are you doing? Stop telling everybody what you're planning and he's like, Why? We should be open and because yeah. Joel, correct me if I'm wrong. I remember, yeah, it w- he was gonna put Icon on the team. Yes, he wanted to. Yeah, because it was right around New Krypton where Superman was gonna leave, mm-hmm. and right. he was gonna replace Superman with Icon. That's a great Which idea. Would have been so cool. Which would have been so cool. All those milestone characters should be bigger. That's another thing we should yeah. talk about. DC, what are you doing with Milestone right now? I know you're stuck in a legal battle because McDuffie's wife owns like 51% of the company, but you didn't know that, and you already planned to launch it with some of the other guys involved. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just keep huddling away from it, and we'll we'll, we'll call it a day. Yeah. Uh, Jai Sh- 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 Shashiv, Shadev. sorry, Shadev. Sorry about that, man. Bless you. Uh, is re- talking about a run we're definitely going to talk about. Uh, Justice League International, just for Batman and Green Lantern, one punch moment. That was the happiest I was while reading Justice League. Well, <laughs> you should keep reading it because I'll mention this. Justice League International from Demetrius Giffen, and McGuire is such a great run because it humanizes the Justice League, brings them down to Earth. Uh, it, it really bolsters up uh, Martian Manhunter's role on the team, uh, mm-hmm. makes him kind of a kind of a sympathetic character. He's surrounded by all these dysfunctional people. He's just trying to keep the team together, and it just isn't happening, because he's dealing with horrible costume Black Canary and friggin' Ted and uh, Booster. It's just a really, really fun story. Uh, and it's all brilliantly collected, and of course, Maguire's art has never been better, I think, than during that run. Um... And it's it's just a really cool idea of taking the Justice League into a place you never would have imagined, where you know they've got like it, it's it's almost like they've X Men and Avengered the Justice League, where they have like a government liaison and they got to deal with uh, God Maxwell Lord. Ooh, mm-hmm. it's just a really really cool concept and 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 a good execution. You can re- it's it's almost timeless. You can read it any time and you can really really find like if you ever yeah. dismissed those characters read this story, you will find your love of uh, of Ted and Booster at the very least. Mm-hmm. So. I have that omnibus. It's so awesome. Right? Yep. Yeah. I it's, have... It's, it's, it's one of my favorite omnibuses. I have, like, a big trade, but not the omni. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Maguire yeah, but... loves that run. He'll draw... Correct, he'll redraw it every time. The image I yeah. showed you was just... Was just him redrawing it and being like, "Here's everybody who appeared in this freaking run. Here you go." It's like, dude, I get it. You are proud of this run. Good for you. <laughs> uh, Joel, I guess you're up. Uh, yeah, that, the, the Keith Gether. I was going to mention that one right away. Of there course, you go. We, 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 we all like the same ones. Oh, what's another good one here? Let me let me do another dark horse on this one. And I'm going old school on this one. I'm going really old on this one. 
Jerry Conway wrote the Justice League of America for a little bit in 1980, and the story that always sticks out in my mind is, oh, God, why can't I remember the name of it? It's been so long ago. It, it was another Darkseid-centric story. Darkseid wanted, wanted to destroy Earth 2 and replace Earth 2 with Apocalypse because he's a dick and that's what he does. And the Justice League's like, we can't let that happen, so we gotta go to Earth 2, and we gotta help out our counterparts there. And it's like, oh, cool, it's a nice crossover, and, you know, they're paying homage to this old run and all this other stuff, and get to see these characters again. And that was fun, and that was cool. Conway is just a workhorse of a writer, and, like, you read his, even up to Renew Your Vows and his Carnage from just a couple years ago, the Mm -hmm. dude just still has it. He really does. I, I honestly was surprised by how much I enjoyed and how relevant Conway's book was for his renew your vows and his carnage run um dude Mm -hmm. still got it i actually uh i talked to him at new york comic-con this past year and super friendly and very proud of his work uh and is always happy to hear that you like his recent stuff because he's like thank you for not just giving me a gwen stacy book Mm. (laughs) (laughs) he he Uh, writes like a young man is the thing like you wouldn't think he's as old as he is like this old this decrepit old man is really really young uh well that happens to some writers i mean no it's sorry chris claremont you're still writing like you're in 1985 yeah yeah Yeah. you're a great writer but you are no conway's like the scorsese of the comic book world because scorsese made that world that wolf of wall street movie i'm like this is this is made by a person who made entourage there's no way that, that, that mm-hmm. Scorsese's like 78 years old and making this freaking movie. Um, yeah, by the way, interestingly enough, I just uh, read a thing. This is just a, a Conway tangent. Apparently, he was forced to change the Renew Your Vow story to feature Venom, uh, mm-hmm. to make MJ into Venom, because oh. uh, because uh, the, the numbers dipped on Renew Your Vows and, oh. every, and every other Marvel book during that month, and uh, Marvel blamed Conway... And so they're like, you gotta change it. Uh, one of the one of the Mary Jane variant covers we released was of her as Venom, and that was the most popular one. So we're gonna Gwen pull this up. You gotta make MJ into Venom in your run. And he was like, that sucks. I quit. And they were like, that's fine. We'll give it to Jody Hauser. She won't tank the book. Uh, and then she did. Uh, so you know, there you have. Is it, it officially canceled? I it's still solicited. It's still alive, season. but. Who's reading you know, it at Sal, this point? I agree with you, though. I, I, we're going to go renew your vows tangent here. Yeah, please. Like, yeah, no. I, I love that book. And I was, as soon as they were like, we're going to time jump it, I was like, uh, I'm done. Yeah. Nope. Well, like, why don't you just call it? Time def- jump it means you don't get why we like it. You time yep. jump it, you just give it to fucking DeFalco and have him do the Mayday book again. Yeah. Because nobody wants to read about Dan Slott's joke character unless jerry conway is building a family story he got on that book to tell a story about a dude and his wife and their little girl not to tell a freaking clone of spider girl that sucks and the first three issues that the art dipped off the writing is like hackneyed and lame it's just not the same um and now they can have a tangible thing they could say you don't want the marriage back look at how badly renew your vow sells yeah that's true so screw you you did that you know what you did exactly (laughs) um but yeah no uh good call good reach to getting conway's justice league run um really quick into the super chat uh uh, here we go taylor petcher says i'm surprised joel or jason hasn't mentioned generation lost I love Generation Lost. I kind of feel that's part of Just League International in my head. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like yeah. I feel that's the conclusion, Just League International, which is why the reason I didn't I didn't bring it up. But I'll tell you what, uh, 
that was one of uh, DC's bi-weekly series that is actually great besides 52. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Noah Patello says, have you, have any of you read formerly known as the Justice League or I can't believe it's not the Justice League? No, I have I not. Actually. Yeah. They're, uh, <laughs> yes. They're, they're just modern uh, Justice League International tales. It's basically, oh. they're kind of like in between the issues you've read. They're oh. enjoyable. They're fun. I don't know if I would call them great. Mm-hmm. But they're worth a read. That's fun. Fair enough. Are they collected in the Omni, or is it like it was? Was it too? Uh... I think they're separate. Hmm. I think they're separate. Yeah, cool. Because yeah. the 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 international omnibus omnibus that they just released doesn't even collect the entire run. I think it only oh. goes like the first thirty issues, forty mm. issues. I think. Interesting. And they wrote almost a hundred issues of that. Thing. Yeah, that book ran then went on. Ran a long time. Yeah. Um. My. I'm gonna throw out a pick. Just to screw up the... Oh, no, wait, no, Jason, you're up, I think. If we're going oh, in order. Uh, all right, I'll throw it out there. This is not really even... I don't like this run. But I think the story is so iconic and celebrated that people think it's one of the best runs. And it's Tower of Babel slash Mark Wade and Howard Porter's run. Oh, yes. Yes. I think... Well, we had to mention Wade at some point. I, I mean, like, yeah. Wade gets it. Wade gets Superman. Wade gets the Justice League. Wade knows how to craft an amazing pitch. Tower of Babel is a solid, incredible, can't believe it took this long to do pitch. Mm. Its execution sucks, and Howard Porter's art is not on par with this story. Uh, this story should be epic and incredible, and it kind of is... But it looks really dated and weak, mm. and it's just not well executed, I don't think. Mm. I think it meanders. I think it's overly complicated. I think that the concept is way more pure than the execution. Like, Rache steals Batman's stuff and his parents, thereby mm. screwing everybody up. Like, that's cool. The amount of what, like, where are we going with this? Who's involved? What's Talia's role? It just <laughs> becomes a kind of convoluted mess that I would not have expected from Mark Wade being like, here's something that's awesome. Um, but yeah. So I, I think lots of people hold that book up too in the, yeah, Batman can beat anyone with enough prep time. Look how much plans he has to beat everybody. It was yeah. the beginning of uh, Bat God, I think. I mean, like, Morrison well, loved I, I Batman. Like Grant Morrison is Bat God. Yes. Uh, but yeah. But yeah. You know, Mark Wade has a better story in his Just League run that's, I think it's, it's maybe it's the story after that, or two stories out of that, but it was his final Just League story, and it's the one where the Justice League meet their alter egos in the flesh. Yes. Oh. Do you remember that? And I do know what you're talking Brian about. Hitch. Right, oh, and it looks wow. dope, and it's a way cooler story. It's, it, it's, it's a much better story, but it's the, yeah, it's the idea like Batman and Superman are in the Batcave, and Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne show up. Yeah. Is basically <laughs> the start of the story. And you're just like, what? And and Brian Hitch designs these sort of future versions of all their main costumes. And I tell you, it is literally the best Flash costume I've ever, I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I cannot believe that DC didn't adopt that as the Flash's oh. costume. But that, that is Mark Wade's much better Just League story. I, I think that's Divided We Fall. And I think you're yeah. absolutely yeah. right. Uh, but it was his final one. Yeah. Yeah. Was that run also Midsummer's Nightmare? Because that's a fun one, too. Ooh, that's maybe that's one. For Grant Morrison. Yeah. Okay. But that that's the book that launched the Grant Morrison run. Oh, okay. That was yeah. another really good one. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that is a good See, one. all these Justice League stories run together at a point. Who did that? It's been going forever. It's like it's been going for <laughs> 75 years. And that's the thing. Like, we could have done a thing where it's like best Justice League stories. We're just talking about runs. Just like people who were on this book for a time who told the most solid runs of those stories. Le- yeah. Like, Wade does a good job, but everybody remembers Tower of Babel more. And it's yeah. not worth it as much as 
Divided We Fall was. Um, but yeah, good point. All right, uh, since I cut in line, Jason, you want to take it over? You know, um, a run that I liked the beginning of that I think was kind of torpedoed mm. um, was the run known as uh, Justice League United slash Canada. Oh, oh yeah! By Jeff Lemire. <laughs> the Jeff Lemire Justice League run, which is in the New 52. Yeah. Um, he reinvents Adam Strange's costume, and I, I think he yes. gives Adam Strange a badass new costume. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes him Canadian, too. That's why he's always wearing red and white, eh? He's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but his new costume's sweet. Um, and and that run, like, it, the first arc of it's really good, and it, and it's and it is this sort of like Justice League International book where it's like Green Arrow and the Adams there and Stargirl's there and Martian Manor's there. And you're like, this team really shouldn't be a team. And yet. But they work. And then what happens is it's either the second arc or the third arc. They try to introduce the Legion of Superheroes into it. Yeah. And, you, and you can kind of tell that Jeff Lemire is kind of like, I've got an idea for the Legion of Superheroes. Let's see, if Dis- let's see if DC lets me do it. Right. Um, and they obviously don't. <laughs> it, and it's long, and it goes on forever. And, and it's, it's just, so confusing. It is. <laughs> and only Jeff Lemire cares about that. That run, too, touched on the Ran-Thanagar War again, because they yeah. go to Ran, and they hang out with those characters, and they fight uh, B- uh, Blythe, the shape-changing villain. They kill Hawkman for, like, the seventh time. That isn't mo- Sexy Lobo in that run, too, I think? Yes, oh, yeah. no. Because- he, he sure is in that, but he's actually pretty good in that one because he's acting like how Lobo should act. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that book too, Jeff Lemire also invented uh, a brand new Cree superhero, and I don't mean Cree is in Marvel. I mean yeah. is in the Native American tribe of Canada. That's mm-hmm. Cree with a C, not a K. Mm-hmm. Equinox, who he builds her yes. backstory, gives her a cool costume, and then she disappears forever. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I remember he did a lot of <coughs> excuse me. He did a lot of events around Canada. Yes. Because that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There I didn't go. read the book. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. I saw the read I, first trade. I should, because it's it looked cool, but I was like, I can't. Like everything New Fifty Two, I was like, get away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if you can't get Batman working, although Snyder's run on Batman is like, literally Snyder's run on Batman is just, I I don't care about whatever the New Fifty Two thing is. I'm just doing what I was gonna do before. I'm just doing what I want until he did Zero Year. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I was like, if you can't get Superman working, I don't give a shit. Get away. I was like, I'm all Marvel right now. and uh, mm-hmm. But I, I skipped that. But I should pick it up, because like as we said, yeah. like there are a couple of really cool moments in New 52 that completely nail it. Future's End. Or no. Yeah! Oh, no. I meant uh, Forever Evil. Yeah. <laughs> Future's End. Woof. Anyway. <laughs> um, God, there was actually, there was a future thing that I liked from the New 52. I don't remember what it was. Ah, well. Doesn't matter. Um, Joel, take it away. What's next? Uh, yeah, okay. Well, because uh, Jason got me thinking down this line, and thank you for that. The JLA run that the Jeff Lemire run spun out of and was the successor to, that was another run that was only good for a minute. Who who wrote that? Was that also Jeff Lemire? I'm talking the team that had Martian Manhunter and Katana and Hawkman on it. Which Oh, no, that's a Jeff Johns book. That was Justice League of America. Of America, which was, oh. which again... Which was only good for a volume and only existed to set up the events of Forever Evil. Because it's like, okay, we need Amanda Waller and Steve Trevor to put together a new team to challenge the main Justice League in case they go rogue. And also to, you know, fight this new uh, 
coming up Secret Society of Supervillains so we can get that story started. It was only really good for an arc. What, what made me laugh my ass off is they're like, yeah, and we have a Green Lantern too and he's Baz. Doesn't show up in the first arc at all. And by the time he does show up, we're right into tie-ins. He never matters. He never yeah. interacts with the rest of the was team. That, uh, yeah. Was that the team that had Cat- Catwoman on it? Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it, it was, was Suicide Squad Justice League. Yeah, it what? was. To which Waller even says, Catwoman on the team, that's ridiculous. She belongs yep. on one of my Suicide Squads, not on one of this team. The, on, the only good part of that book was at the same time they were doing Justice League of America, they were publishing a Justice League of America Vibe series. Yes. And it's, a, it's like 10 issues, and it's a new origin of Vibe, and it's where they give him the new costume that he has now in The Flash. On the and it's written by Jeff Johns and Sterling Gates. That series is awesome and amazing and it also features the debut of breacher who is now on the flash uh, as danny trejo so i and rupture too and a few other characters and rupture so i would say ignore justice league of america and just go read that vibe series if you want some good vibes (laughs) fair enough okay i can check that out but Uh, they bought the shaggy man jason the shaggy uh, no (laughs) not happen in comic books no Uh, Nathan Berg showing us some love. Uh, Tanisha Marshall says, I remember James Robinson's league had all female leaguers except Dick Grayson. I just found that really funny. Um, I don't remember that run. His, he wrote the Sidekick League. Oh, and, right. And I, and, I, and I call it that because that's the Justice League that's made up of Monel, Dick Grayson as Batman. Okay. Uh, Donna Troy as Wonder Woman. Mm. Uh, Cyborg's on the Justice League in that run. Um, but it's basically like the Teen Titans have become the Justice League. That's a cool right. idea. Yeah, it's a tomorrow. It wasn't executed that well. No, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Mr. Mark Bagley also drew it in the very beginning. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, man, not. Uh, I remember. Uh, what was it? Remember Mark Bagley's run in Trinity? Does that count? Yeah, there's, there's sure. a couple that there was a stretch for where it's like, can I put Justice Society on here? Does Earth Two count? Right. I mean, I almost considered uh, bringing up Kingdom Come. Oh, mm-hmm. it's on the Justice list. Story. Kingdom Come is a Justice League story. Is it a run? Yeah. I'd say so. I mean, it's basically like uh, it's its own series and its own reality. Yeah. I wouldn't say that like the Kingdom or any of the spinoffs are any good, mm-hmm. but certainly Kingdom Come well, is, you know. Yeah, and I, and I would put Kingdom Come together with that series they did Justice. Yes. Mm. You know. Which is definitely about the Justice League. Yeah, although very different creators. Uh, I think uh, Kingdom Come, obviously, yeah. Mark Wade, Alex Ross, it's probably going to be the best thing, that, or the, the thing that Mark Wade will always be known for. Mm. Um, yes. Whereas the uh, Justice was like Jim Kruger, and like Alex Ross didn't even do all the art. I think Doug Braithwaite did some yeah, of that. I, yeah, he didn't, he didn't do all of it. Yeah, you're right. But uh, still cool, and of course, huge homage to the Super Friends <laughs> in uh. that one. Uh, you could tell there was just I, I, the reason why I make such a such a stark distinction between Justice and Kingdom Come is because there were two very very different like purposes behind those series. They were like, okay, mm-hmm. with Mark Wade's like, I gotta talk about image and how it's ruining comics and also <laughs> how the kids need to get off my lawn. And <laughs> Jim Kruger's like, and I gotta I gotta remember my cartoon show that I liked a lot and make it look yeah. really, really awesome. I want it to look like I remember it. And here it is. And Alex, and Alex Ross like, I remember that show too. I'm in. And <laughs> damn. Great, great, uh, two great series. Very different, even though they look very similar. Um, but yeah, uh, those are both on my list uh, as well. So, you know, 
Shout out to Mark Wade and, and Kingdom Come. Good job. <laughs> you know, uh, you know. Well, I crapped on him earlier. I was like, Tower of Babel's overrated, but Kingdom <laughs> Come is worth every goddamn penny. He's the dude. You know, yeah. It's it's interesting when you look at uh, somebody like Mark Way. You know, this guy that sort of seems to have written every character ever when he actually mm-hmm. hasn't. And he got a Just League run that I think he only got like twenty issues. Yeah. And you know, it's okay. It has a couple great stories in it. And and he's kind of done the same thing with Avengers now. Like he has this Avengers run. But it's, I don't know if it's really that great. Oh, it's not. You know? Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. He keeps never getting started. That's yeah. the biggest problem with it. He's tried to start, like, through three different relaunches. The other question mm. is, what is Mark Wade's obsession with Kang? This is like Jason Aaron and the Orb all over again. For whatever reason, make Kang happen. Wade one loves one Kang, and no one else agrees. Like, Kang is so boring, and you can't do much with him because everything... He's all about time travel and paradoxes, so if you don't know what you're doing, it will suck. Mm. Um, arguably the best thing Mark Wade ever did with Kang was Captain America Man Out of Time mm, which was like yes. an out of continuity kind of birthright story for Captain America mm-hmm. which we did on back issues and it's just great that's like that's you a could, great that's my cap origin ex- you could literally go yeah no that's the yeah. origin just the end yeah there you go yep that's fine that's it's great that's but and, and, however you know then you get like Mark Wade on Spider-Man and it's awful uh, his, yeah. his brand new day all, it was awful and his House of M Spider-Man tie-in was the worst um, he did a Doctor Strange run which is why I was like he's taking over for Doctor Strange I think he's going to take Strange into space and I'm like mm-hmm. oh but he wrote his, do- his Doctor Strange run was terrible the, the Doctor before. is out by the way yeah. pick up your copies of the Doctor is out <laughs> there's a girl character he creates it's kind of like a surrogate daughter Dollars to donuts, this motherfucker is going to put her in this space book because he promises at the end of that story that he's going to rescue her from whatever hell he left her in, and then no one cared. So you know Mark Wade's going to be like, well, the, literally the last time I wrote Doctor Strange was when I did that. I'm going to bring that character back. I don't know who this yeah. who this character is that Jason Aaron created, but get her out of here. <laughs> take yeah, your bets. Take your bets, everybody. So yeah, watch out. Exactly right. New character. Damn it. That, I hated that run, and I was so excited because Mark Wade's a great writer, and then it's because it was just called Strange, and it was when he was—he wasn't the Sorcerer Supreme. Oh yeah, no, that was yes, yeah. that was when he was like, he's he's Doctor Strange. I wear a trench coat outside, even though it's sixty degrees. Yeah, that was his run. Yeah, because uh, yeah, that that was the start of Bendis um, giving the Sorcerer Supreme title to everyone. Anyone, was, anyone who was magic, except for Doctor Doom. Has it anymore? I think he had it for a volume. Yeah, yeah. No, he had it. For, well, Doctor Strange, or uh, I remember Bendis being so excited because he's like, I t- I took away. Uh, Sorcerer Supreme. Anybody can be Sorcerer Supreme now. Any writer can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Fine, I'll do it because no one else cares. And yeah. then he gave it to Brother Voodoo, and they got a book out of it, and uh, and then he gave it back. And everyone was like, "We don't care about Brother Voodoo." Yeah. No, we don't care. Now... Yeah, we all collectively don't give a shit. And now yep. Brother Voodoo will forever show up in the background of Team. And then Ben is like, "Screw you! I'll kill off Brother Voodoo." <laughs> He does, and then everyone else went nah. Um, but anyway, yeah, Mark Wade, let me, spotty at let best. Me, uh, let me go crazy town here. Let's. Uh, I think I think we've kind of talked through most of the Just League runs, right? Gentlemen? Yes. There's only one more I have left, and let's, it's let's hear it, it's the show. I also have one. Yeah. Oh, the show. That's an excellent. Paul one. Dini, yeah, Bruce I... Tim, Dwayne McDuffie, and JMD Mateus. The show is arguably one of the best Justice League runs slash incarnations of all time. 
Um, yes. It's it crystallizes everything yeah, we love easily. I, I think I was the show should be a template. I think it almost was a template, like Earth's Mightiest Heroes, that show that like lasted what three seasons miraculously. Dude. Two seasons? Damn. Uh, Two and some web shorts. That show yep. is basically just a Justice League Unlimited show. And it's great! And it's great. <laughs> and that's the thing. Justice League slash Justice League Unlimited is a perfect distillation of everyone's origins, of everyone's incarnations. It makes yep. it gets the Hawk people right, even though it's still convoluted and complicated. They're aliens, except for Carter Hall, who's reincarnated, and what? But it's always complicated. <laughs> but you, yeah. never, you, you can never extricate yourself from complication when it comes to Hawk people. But... Arguably gives us the best version of Jon Stewart, best version of yes. Martian Manhunter, uh, and of course plays with Superman and Batman and their relationship, makes it complicated, uh, highlights the like godhood of the Justice League. It's just a perfect distillation of everything you like, which is why I say the same thing about Earth's Mightiest Heroes. It's just the perfect distillation of everything you like yep. and everything you think you remember about that team. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's in it's invaded the 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 zeitgeist such that now the comics are reflecting the show yeah straight up it's just what do you guys want from justice league i, d- I don't know what you want and they're like just do the show just give us we the want, fucking we want a show. hot girl we want her to look like she does on the show we want her to look like it and more importantly we want her to act like it we want her to be shira from that yeah um and we had a couple of super chat suggestions i want to jump we, we should talk about the show a little bit more but i want to acknowledge them uh, yeah. Mr. Roboto says, uh, J- JSA, Justly Beyond, Justice Lords. Fair enough. Uh, mm. Yes, and they're, uh, those those movies are folded into the cartoon. And uh, Jai Shachtev says, Injustice. Is Injustice a Justice League book, and do, do they Not count? Really. Mm. I, I mean, it is, and it is, it's kind of a DC Universe book that yeah. shifts perspectives. Yeah. Uh, it it kind of, yeah, I, 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 would, I would argue that's more of an Elseworlds book than a Justice mm. League book. Big time. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I would, if it were 1997, they might have called it Elseworlds Justice League and just made it They happen. probably would have, yeah. But they wouldn't have, you know what's funny? They would have, like, 20 years ago, if they were making a comic like this, they would have been like, well, it has to end. It has to stop right here. <laughs> they would never have pushed it this far. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, getting back to the show. Gentlemen, I, uh, your, your thoughts? <laughs> uh, yeah, J- Justice League, the animated series, amazing great everything you want it to be hey here's a weird one i put in here and it's one i'm surprised we haven't brought up yet even if just for historical sake what about gardner fox's justice league run he's the guy who started it all right oh shouldn't he get a little credit i mean his his name's on the first one i'll I'll give him credit for having their first adventure um be against starro yes and i'll and I'll give him credit for the first member that joins the justice league being green arrow which i think is a smart idea um I've read a lot of the Justice League Golden Age and or Silver Age stuff uh, for like Geek History Lesson and everything like that. It's, you know, it's funny. I found with other heroes, time. you can read the Silver Age and there's you can you can get a piece out of it. Like you can be like, oh, I get why this worked. Right. For some reason, with the Justice League Silver Age stuff, to me, it just it, I don't know. I don't know why that book worked. I, I, there's nothing. I gain nothing from it. Like I read it, I'm just like, this is pretty dopey. Yes. Oh, oh, they're they're making it up as they go along. Yeah. No, big time. <laughs> you know, because e- even even Superman Silver Age, which is super silly and ridiculous, oh, yeah. like and I can read it be like, if you were a sci-fi fan in the fifties and sixties, I get how you look at this book and be like, yeah, yeah. But with Ju- with Justice League, I don't get it. No, I made the same point. I made a uh, Flash reading order video a while back, and in one of them, I'm like, you should read the Flash of Two Worlds. 
Mm. It's really fun. That is silly and old, but it still has value. Justice League, I I, I am hard-pressed to find value outside of the cover image. L look yes. at the covers. The covers are great. <clears throat> look at the yeah, team yeah. doing stuff. They're fighting the Starro. Like, that's it. Yeah. And even then, like, most of the team, you're like, who? <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's no Superman, there's no Batman, there's no Wonder Woman fighting Starro. You're like, oh. It's not, well, right. it's iconic, but in terms of the history of the team and not for DC, you know, I feel yeah. like, and I, I feel like there's somebody in the, in, in the, in the chat right now who probably knows this for a fact. I feel like that image is not anywhere up in the DC offices. Jason, can you confirm? Which image is this again? Sorry? Justice League number one. Like the, the image of the Justice League fighting Starro. No. Really? No, I don't think it's, oh. it's, I, I, I can't think of a single place it's up. But. I'll bet there's at least two Harley Quinns up. <laughs> um, like a cardboard I, cutout or a wooden no, panel I image. One, I think there's one, but I don't think there's two. Okay. There's more Jokers. More Jokers, ah. really? Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of Jokers and there's a lot of Batman. Uh, they know who pays the bills over there. Batman, you yeah. say? Interesting. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm familiar with that character, but uh, well, we don't have yeah. time. Little, little little underground character, yeah. little indie. I don't know if you'll make it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, also, does a CSA count as a run? Which version? I don't know. That's what Mr. Roboto asked. But, uh, you know. Then no. no. <laughs> yeah, no. They're the crime syndicate. I, I say no. Um, all right, so Jason, you were taking this conversation someplace else. Let's, let's yeah, hear it. Where okay, are you going? So I, yeah, I want to ask... Um, I want to ask you guys, um, so we know Scott Snyder's taking over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would love to just hear, like, some predictions about where you think he takes the team, how long do you think he's on this book, um, and just general thoughts about what you think is coming down the pike. Where do you think they're going with Justice League? I'm, I'm going to say question. at least 20 issues. Okay. Um, it, it could stop at 20 issues, but I'm saying 20 issues is going to be the, the run. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, so I'll, I'll. That's my first prediction: is at least twenty issues, maybe, maybe more, but no fewer than that. Uh, I, I think it will have a lot of meandering stories that that ultimately end disappointingly. Uh, I think there will be a big portion of characters who are going to be marginalized or forgotten about. Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like Aquaman. <laughs> um. Poor Aquaman. You know, oh, we're going to get a lot of weird history lessons about places besides Gotham. These I'm are just, fine with that. These are Scott Snyder tropes. Like, dude, I love Scott Snyder. He's a friend of the show, even though he'd never appear on the show. But he, every Batman story opens with, did you know about the architecture of the sewer system of, of Gotham City? Because it's going to parallel this thing that Batman's going to do at the end of the story that only really slightly it connects. And, uh, yeah. And I'm going to spend three or five pages telling you about this freaking character who built the sewer systems or the highest building or this like or the or the Gotham currency or whatever the hell. It's a weird trope that just doesn't work. I don't care. I, I 
really hope he does that for the Watchtower. Do you know the Watchtower was developed? Back oh my in God! Yes, eighteen dickety six. Oh yeah, no doubt. No, the uh, Watchtower design was stolen from a from like Da Vinci and then redeveloped by blah blah blah. And yep. you know, oh the metal. You know, when Batman had it designed, he had like traces of kryptonite built into the metal. Like. Yeah, my my biggest worry about and you nailed it. That's exactly <laughs> how every Batman story starts and Batman issue of his starts. Um, I worried that what'll happen with Justice League is exactly what'll ha- what happened with Batman the New Fifty Two. If you remember, like he came up with Court of Owls, right? Right. And then he came up with Death in the Family, and then he came up with Zero Year. And do you remember that DC did tie-in things yes. with every one of those stories? Yes. So like. They were like, oh, man, Court of Owls is, is, is selling like crazy. All right, everybody ties into Court of Owls. Night of the Owls. Yeah. Everybody ties into Zero Year. Everybody ties into Death in the Family. So I'm worried because we have this no justice thing coming up here pretty soon yeah, before yeah. Justice League. Yeah. I have a feeling that's event number one of five. <laughs> and I, I have a feeling that every six issues, Justice League's going to do something that's going to connect to every title. Right. Yeah, that's a good, that's a valid concern. Because that happened in every all his Batman arcs as well. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, you'll see one issue of every run tie in in some way that will be collected in its own volume. Yep. Uh, yeah. At the very least, James Tiny and the Fourth will get a lot of work. Um, because it's good for him. He's, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's yeah, a nice he's guy. A nice guy. Yeah, I mean, he is. We've met him. He's a very lovely person. Um, mm-hmm. and a protege of Scott Snyder, and will ha- be happy to do whatever Scott Snyder doesn't have time to do. Um. By the way, Stephen W. Fathery says, does anyone else like James Robinson's run? Dude, we already talked about it. Mm-hmm. But, uh... No. No! I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's a fair point. Um, I like no. Robinson on Earth, too. That was kind of like a Justice League. Yeah, I, yeah I, I did like that. Did did this... Here's the thing. Um, I'm worried about the art teams for this book... Because Scott Snyder is, the spirit is willing. You know, Snyder is like, I could do 12 arcs, and they'll all be huge. And you know that one of them is going to be against the Court of Freaking Owls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll probably be called something like The Last Night of the Owls, and he'll be like, I'm done with the owls. I've obviously run out of ideas for them. We're going to have the Justice League end it. Batman put the little, like, coup d'etat at the end, and I'll put them in a box, and some other person who's less talented than me will will open the box immediately afterwards. The, the, gr- the group needs some serious rehab, and after the last couple arcs, other people wrote that he wasn't involved, and he really needs to make them scary. Yeah, again. and I don't. I, I there's no question he'll have like I a just tower want to go away. like that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> done with them. Go away. Like they, like they were to me. They were done with Court of Owls. Like, I agree. Never talk about them again. One hundred percent. I agree. I was like, yeah. they killed themselves. Cool. That was awesome. Yeah. What a cool run. And then like they kept popping up, and they had a character. Yeah. I'm like, get the <laughs> hell out of here. There was the yeah, they, Parliament of owls the international owl syndicate you didn't even know about or care yeah no one cares anymore about the court of owls i think no i think we're done i think and that's why it's like hey scott snyder can do something with them he'll be like the last thing of the owls did nobody nobody did anything with uh with with lincoln march right like he's not running around i Uh, I know he was in that the the weekly series killed lincoln march in uh Nightwing, I think, or Robin War. It was one of the two. Yes, Robin War is the rest of the council buried him alive for being a shitlord. So they could just yeah, yeah. so they could just dig him up then, right? Yeah. There you go. Well, I'm, get, get ready for the League of Owls. Oh, oh! That is shit. totally gonna happen! That is exactly yeah, the title! 
Damn, man, nice call. Yep. Or what, what's a, what's a, what's a name for a giant bird sanctuary or something? Like, like an, the uh, like a sanctuary. Yeah, there you of... go. They'll go against the aviary. Of <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, and there's different. Ver- this is the sea owl, and this is the wonder oh, owl. Oh my god! Exactly. Yeah, if Dark Knight's metal is any indication, we're gonna see a lot of counter characters. We're gonna see a lot of like. A lot of cool... Here's the thing. The dude knows how to Dark write a... familial histories. That's another one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to see... Yeah, we're going to see, like, the twisted brother of Aquaman or some goddamn thing. I don't know. Or, like, their great-grandpa was doing something they shouldn't have been doing. Yes. Oh, we'll find out that, like, a great-grandfather... Like, wait, Bruce's great-grandfather was, like, a longshoreman who drilled in the seas, and he's he committed horrible atrocities against, uh, against the Atlanteans, and Aquaman and Batman will have some tension then. Um... I don't know. Anyway, uh, the, the, and the everything will be tied to metals. Yeah. Well, it's all about it has metals. to. Um, oh, yeah. No. Uh, really quick. Jake, Jace, uh, Jacob Levin Fay says thoughts on JLA year one. Is it is New Frontier JLA? Um, these are all these aren't runs. These are story arcs. So I want to I want to put a pin in that. I appreciate the super chat and I do appreciate the question. But these are these are not like runs. These are just story arcs. These are these are like your favorite episodes or chapters in Justice League history. Uh, New Frontier, I don't know if it's a run. I don't even know if it's a Justice League book. I think it's I think it's called Justice League New Frontier, but like mm. it's it's a story that's separate and, mm-hmm. and, and contained. I mentioned Tower of Babel only because I'm like, that's the thing everybody remembers from the Wade run, but really there's other things. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, JLA Year One, meh. Justice League J- or New Frontier, it's great, but uh, you mm-hmm. know, we'll talk about that some other time. I- I like JLA Year One. I, I would I would call that a run just because the the fact that it was, it's twelve issues, right? And and it happened at the same time that Morrison was writing JLA. That's the that's the only one I would let get a, get a pass on that. Fair enough. Uh, Red Samurai. Which secret society characters should appear in Snyder's run? Ooh. Uh, I don't know. Who's left in the secret society? They keep changing up who their actual membership is because the one in Deathstroke was different than the one we saw other places. Yeah. Um. Well, you'll see you'll see like I guarantee you we're gonna see like the injustice gang because you you know with as much as Joker has been in Dark Knight's metal mm. that you can tell that Scott's gonna do something with Lex Luthor and Joker like he's gonna build his injustice gang do we're you gonna, think like, I mean like do you, will John's let him for that sequel what's that will John's let him I think so. Because I know that because because so. there's something something happens to Lex and Joker. They're both intrinsically tied to Doomsday Clock. That book is coming out to, like you know next year. God only knows like what the hell's Who gonna happen. When the next issue comes. I don't know. I mean, I, no, actually, the next issue is like this week or next week. But oh, it's it, not this week. It's next. Yeah, week. it Metal and Doomsday Clock same week. Holy crap! Uh, oh yeah, because Metal ends next week, right? Yeah. Forgivably. Uh, yeah, Taylor Petcher says there'll, there'll be some. I guarantee you also there'll there's going to be some big tie into his Justice League run at the end of Metal. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh of course. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Taylor Petcher Snyder drove both the court and the Hush into the ground with Batman Eternal. I mean, Hush again, kill him at the end of Hush. For me, like, I don't when when they like were like, oh no, he put on Bruce Wayne's face. I'm like, dumb. Yep. That's a Clayface yeah, ripoff. Moving on. At least he thankfully went away for long enough. What is it? Tim Seeley's going to be writing a tie-in to Batman Catwoman's wedding, Nightwing versus Hush. And I'm like, all right, he's been gone a bit. Let's see what he's oh, got. Oh, don't care. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Roboto says, anyone read Justice League Dark? Man, we forgot Justice League Dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good. 
Yeah, it had uh, some and downs. It, parts. It has absolutely no business being called Justice League. Yeah. It is just so they can try and sell more books. Yeah. That should not be called but, Justice you know, League. I, I weirdly like that name though, Justice League Dark. Mm. I think it's like I uh, totally understand what you what you why you're against it. And mm-hmm. I totally understand that, but I don't know what else you would call that book. No, Midnight Suns. Damn it, nah, that's not them. <laughs> but no, I, I like Vertigo's I, best. R- yeah, yeah, right. Like the Vertigo Gang. I don't know. Like Vertigo's it's <laughs> the yeah, Vertigo bunch. Yeah, I mean they're cool characters. They work as a team. It's very exciting to see them all together. I are they a league? Like, do they fight for no. justice? Like, I I don't know. Uh, Should be Constantine and his shitty friends. Right. Yeah, Constantine. <laughs> I like that too. Steal a page out of the Aquaman book. It's Constantine and the others, or something. Oh, I mean, oh yeah. the others. God damn! By the way, don't ever do that again. Like, uh, we want to push a team. First of all, I'm gonna couch him with Aquaman, and secondly, I'm gonna call him the others. Aquaman was on fire at that moment. Jeff Jones I know. was the best run of no. all was, but nobody was asking for that spinoff. No, and like, why don't you just call it Aquaman and the Rest or Aquaman and the Irrelevance? Like, it's just, it's a book that says, you don't have to buy this book. Please don't. Like, it's yeah. it's so sad because they were already called the Others because they had the other Atlantean artifacts. I know. But it's not a good team name. No, and then the, the art got real bad, real fast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but in any case... Um, yeah, Justice League Dark. Thank you, for, uh, Mr. Robotta, for that question. Um, as far <laughs> as this goes, the hell are we talking about? I completely blanked out. Oh, yeah, uh, Snyder's Run and what we expect. Oh, mm. expect delays, because if Jim Chung and Jorge Jimenez are drawing this book, uh, it'll come out every three months until <laughs> until Chung quits. No, I think it'll come out every month. It'll just be a bunch of fill-in guys. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. I mean, I think we, I it, think we get three issues before there's a before there's an art change. Yeah. I uh, yeah. Big. T- I mean, like and two well, of those are in June. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, just just look at a uh, Marvel two and one. When did Chung stop yeah. drawing it? That was how many issues you'll get before he was yeah. like, oh bye, <laughs> I'll go to DC. But boy, it looked pretty before. Here's that. the thing. Chunk should draw more Justice League uh, posters. He can do covers. Uh, he can even mm. do like a special annual or something. But like, don't put him on a monthly title. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, or they should give him a backup. Yeah. Like he has five pages a month to do. There you go. He could do that. Um, yeah. And of course, uh, and and him and his dude cranks out work at the quality I've seen. I've like I've never seen. He's a machine. Um, he is a machine. He does need time. I don't want him to get burned out. You uh, know, but he did pretty good on um, on, on Super, Super Sons. Sons. He yeah. draw, I think, four or five issues before, and then they, they would give him one off. Yes. And then he'd come back for another four or five. That's what I'm saying. Like, the dude really so can deliver. He can do it. He can do yeah, it. And he I can really do it. He d- and he deserves it because he's, he's, earned, he's earned his stripes. He He's one of the definitive Superman artists at this point. He's so good. Mm-hmm. He his his Superman covers, that that cover of uh of the crowd looking up at Superman's like shadow, mm-hmm. holy yeah. shit, he's it's it's one of those things that again I'll bring it back to Spider Man where it's like if you draw Spider Man in a pose that you've seen before you're wasting my time, if you're if you want to like prove you're an artist you have to draw Spider Man in a pose you've never seen him in before, mm-hmm. it's the same with Superman you've seen Superman do everything, every image of Superman you can find another compliment image. If you're doing a Superman cover, you have to give us something we've never seen before, and Himmett has manages to do it every single time. Um, yep. 
he is so goddamn good. I cannot sing his praises enough. And come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So him just he was on. He was on. He drew Smallville season eleven. Oh really? Yeah. Yes. That's where he. That was like his first DC work. Which by the way, I love that book. Yeah. Two weeks um, in a row, you've gotten to mention Smallville season. 11. <laughs> yeah, man. That's uh, big. It's a great book. Go read it. Um. It was the best Superman book during the New 52. It was the only <laughs> good Superman book that DC was putting out. That's fair. Um, but also, I, I think he did, like, Earth 2. Yeah. World's End and stuff like that. Like, he did all yeah. these weird titles. And, yeah, he didn't get his big shot until, uh, until yeah, Superman. The funny thing is, for me, I didn't even, like, anything that said Earth 2, I was like, oh, I don't care. It's not, a, it's not, my, re- it's not my Earth. Moving on. And in the end, you didn't need to care. No, and, and then it was destroyed. Out. Uh... But until it got destroyed. But every book yeah. that he was working on was a book that would would fall completely under my radar. So then when he finally does Super Sons, I'm like, oh, is this guy? He's so great. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah he's great. Duh. And I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, no, he is great. Shit. I should have known this months ago. If yeah. not years ago. But uh, yeah. What are some things that Snyder does right that we are excited to see him do in Justice oh, League? That's a, that's a very good question. Uh, you know, well, you guys think... Yes. Here, I'll, I'm going to turn my light on. I'll be right back. <laughs> the, the dude writes boss-ass narration. You know, I will, I, will, I will say this for Scott. He takes chances. Yes. Oh, whether, those, yeah. whether those chances work sometimes or don't, I will admit, because... And we all know these comic book writers. There's certain comic writers that just basically give you the same standard story over and over and over again. Yep. And yeah. some writers can pull that off really well, and some writers can't. I admire that Scott takes chances, like putting Gordon as Batman. That's a big oh, yeah. chance. And it was Did pretty it. cool. Not, not, I, about halfway. Yeah. I, I love the design of it. I love that design. It's just too bad uh, it wasn't. I, mean, I have that action figure of Robo Bunny, Bat Bunny, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> that design, su- the, 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 the Gordon suit is better than the bunny. Yes. But uh, but did Mr. Bloom really work? No. No. Um, but... I wanted to write a Slender Man story. I like yeah. horror. Good That's for you. Justice League would be a lot of horror-centric stories. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, and I would say that for Metal, too. Oh, yeah. Everything that Metal does really right, he always has a wrong thing. But, like, there are some things in Metal that have genuinely surprised me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And for a Justice League book, that's a good thing. Absolutely. Uh, and, and he's not a hack. You know, it's not like he's just throwing things at the wall and hoping it works and defying continuity and story, although Metal is the closest thing to that, I found. Where he's like, I want to do Sandman and stuff, and I, and I don't understand who who Daniel Hall is, but I'm going to do it anyway, daggummit. And it's like, That'll yeah, be another Dan- thing. Daniel continuity did not need to be in that story. Not at all, and you know, he just wanted to do a Sandman stuff, and like, I get it, yeah. but also, you didn't do it. Like, if you're, it's, it's tied. He's Hawkman's grandson? Like what's that. wrong with you you didn't do anything yeah. like you didn't tie it in at all but uh but you know what like you know who sandman is and i give you props for that um he does take chances he's not like bendis where like bendis is like i want to do something cool uh and then i did it and then any editor is like none of that lines up <laughs> with anything well, bendis yeah. is also the guy that he's like i'm gonna give you five issues of talking and the only thing that's ever gonna happen is gonna be an issue six big time oh also he's he jk rowling's it up not snyder this is bendis every last page is a holy shit oh my god full page no other panels moment go back yeah. and look at every issue of ultimate spider-man every issue of ultimate spider-man one full page holy shit oh my god every fifth issue it actually delivers 
Mm-hmm. Um, on like, you know, where there's one issue I remember where Nick Fury says, he's like, your father might have started the next world war. And he's like, oh, yeah. and the next issue goes, no, nah, maybe I was over. I was exaggerating. No, he didn't. He didn't do that. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that's not uh, you, that's not warranted. Um, Snyder doesn't do that. This morning, yes. overdoing it. Snyder does not do that. He he gives he, yeah. he earns the cool moments or at the very least genuinely wants them to work. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like I follow him on Twitter. I like yeah, I, I like him as a person, and I want him to mm-hmm. succeed. <laughs> like he's just he just seems like he's like I got a cool idea. Let's try this. You know, like you know, Swamp Thing's gonna show up in this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm all for. Um, I I wonder how much um, fighting he'll do with. I wonder if we'll read this Just League book and think like, oh yeah, this is definitely a Batman book. Nah. I think like, he's. I wonder how. Yeah. Because some some writers, when writing team books, have a hard time balancing the characters. They zero in on the character they like yep. or yeah. relate to the most. Exactly. And I wonder if this is going to be a very Batman heavy Just Sleep run. I think it won't because everyone's expecting it to be. Oh, I think he's he, opposite. Yeah, I think he's plugged in. Yeah, I think he's plugged into what everyone's expecting him to do at this point. And so he goes like, okay, I, you know, I'm the Batman writer. Everybody expects me to to do Batman and it to be, to be only Batman. He's going to be criticized reg- no matter what cool Batman moment there is, even if it's earned. Yep. And he knows this, so I know he's going to be like, i got to make it really, really sparingly. Like, there's going to be a moment where Batman's going to be smarter than the Justice League, because he is. And mm-hmm. Morrison does it in every issue, so everyone should shut yep. up if he does it in one arc of his, like, 30-issue run of, of, of Justice League. But you know he's going to do it, and people are still going to be like, fucking, of course, of course, yeah. Batman writer jerking off Batman. Like, the, uh, no, I think I'm he's going to sure be really sensitive see. about it. <laughs> another thing I'm sure we're going to see, some really nice-looking annuals with artwork by Jock. Oh, yes! <laughs> You're right. We are going to see a Wonder Woman story with Jock drawing it, which is something everyone needs to see. No question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he's gonna Thumbs pick. Up. I think he's gonna pick like an underutilized character. My money's on Hawkgirl, but a character that's like been marginalized or underused or like. Yeah, I, or, I bet it's Hawkgirl since he introduced her in Metal. Yeah, but he's he's gonna be like, here's a character that deserves some love and attention. I'm gonna Batman this character, and so you're gonna go. Mm-hmm. There's gonna you're gonna be like 15 issues in and go. I, I wonder if Hawkgirl's gonna be the catalyst for this one. Like, you're gonna go, Jesus Christ, Scott, like, I get you like this, you, I get you're trying to, to 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 share your powers with this one character, but, like, let Cyborg or, or Martian Manhunter or Superman be cool. Like, for yeah. God's sake. It, it'd be nice, too, from, like, a POV standpoint, to be like, okay, you know what, Hawkgirl is the new one on the team right now, this is why we're justifying going back to an issue number one. Yep follow this character as they join the team yeah mm. i would say um if i can liken it to anything it'll be like a like a kid's book where superman and batman are the parents and the mm. but the main focus is going to be on the kids or the other characters so you're going to see a lot yeah. of like martian man and cyborg and uh and hawk girl and and john stewart we're going to see that relationship blossom i'm sure because they're going to be like i'm okay with that we got to do the show which good because that's what i want to see i, I want to see yes. john stewart be cool um agreed and Snyder knows his lore. You'll see. You'll mm-hmm. see. You'll see a sequel to the Trial of Green Lantern. Now that John Stewart's on that team. Hmm. Interesting. Like he he's read some books. He knows. But where are the Manhunters at right now? Not here. Oh, who knows? Who cares? <laughs> who knows? I, I I have so dropped off of anything Green Lantern. Right. It's hard to keep up. Yeah. yeah. It, who'd have thought that? 
Who'd have thought we'd have an overexposure yeah. of green freaking lantern? Maybe it's because yeah. for some reason the Guardians seem to think that Earth is the only place lanterns can come from now. <laughs> yeah, right? Holy shit. <laughs> like, part of the appeal of Green Lantern was that it was full of a menagerie of different cultures and creatures. But we, we gotta have, like, five humans? Uh, if there were, like, six Toma rays, people would be like, like there's six humans now, yeah. Right? Like, if there were, like, tw- yeah. if there were, like, if there were three kilowogs, people go, that's a lot of freaking kilowogs. Yeah. Like, it's too many kilowogs. Yeah. There's six humans. You know, I could I could see Snyder doing some sort of sequel to um, to The White Martians. Oh, yeah. Because um, that's going to be a also, horror movie. Yep. And I'm also putting money on this. Um, if, if his Justice League roster is the animated roster from the cartoon series, I can guarantee you... His villain team is going to be based out of the Legion of Doom. Yeah. Sweet. And it's going to look like the Super Friends cartoon. Sweet. Yeah. Ooh, also Mongol will show up. Yep. That's okay. Uh, and fine. He showed up in metal. Yeah, I, yeah. But he didn't use him very much, so you know they're no. going to show up. Like, you know it's... He's going to be that... He's going to do that thing where it's like, I can't use Darkseid. Johns likes to use Darkseid. I'll use mm-hmm. Mongol. The rip-off Darkseid. <laughs> um... But yeah, you can see the Mongol family with uh, his son and daughter and everything else. I don't want to see that. I saw that already in that book, that 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 uh, Trinity book. Oh yeah, that was a thing that happened. That was dumb. The son of Mongol was in um, Jeff Loeb and Ed McGinnis's Superman run, and I actually thought he was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That. Are we are we gonna retread the Black Mercy? Are we gonna see that again with the whole yes. Justice League yes. Black Mercy? Yeah. yeah. Even it'll though be, it'll be the entire Justice League for the team who has everything. Oh my God! The league who also, has everything, who has anything. Also, yeah. Don't be surprised if um, we get a sort of a retread of the Cadmus art from the cartoon. Yeah. That's fine too. That's one of my favorite yeah. arcs. Didn't they do? Um, didn't they just do a thing with Justice League where it's like humanity doesn't trust them and they're you know like they're they're brought yeah, down? Yeah, for a priest run. That's happening right now. Yeah, and Doomsday Clock. Oh, and big Doomsday time! Clock. Ooh, That's supposed to be set a year ahead of current DC. Right. Good call. Yeah. Um. When? Yeah. Uh, Red Samurai asks favorite JLU arcs or episodes. Mm, uh, so think, many. Think about that for a second while I read the next one. MT Kaiser that's, that's Soze. Show it to itself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would you guys read a Jonathan Hickman Justice League? Who wouldn't? Yeah. I mean, I'd rather see him on Legion. Ugh. I'd rather see him on Legion. I think I, a lot I, of people I like mean, that idea. Yeah. I feel. I feel I've got his. I feel I've gotten his Justice League run when I read Avengers. Right. Yeah, you know, we saw them. So, so I don't want to put him on to get a, basically another run. I mean, look at Secret War. It's his Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Um, so I don't want a repeat of that, but I feel if you give him Legion, he's going to show us some shit that's going to blow our minds. <laughs> and it will tie into the... Like, it'll it'll be what Metal... What, what Snyder thought Metal was. Like, where... Yeah, it'll also make the Legion cool. That would be nice. Because I think it'll they take like three cause... years to get there, though. It, yeah. it will, it will. But yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, sure, like he'd do a great job in Just League. But yeah, I, I feel I've already read a Just League run. It's called right. Avengers. That's the thing. Like, any everybody has an awesome Justice League pitch. Give it, give this, you know, brilliant, hungry writer something that he can really sink his teeth into. Yeah. Or you um, know what, Jonathan Hickman would probably kill on Green Lantern. Yeah. 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 A lot of history there. A lot of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as uh, episodes, I'm just going to go ahead and say that Demetrius's adaptation of For the Man Who's Everything is freaking perfect. That's really good. Yes. And it's one of the few, like, one-and-done episodes, too. Yeah. 
uh, it's one of the few that have been attributed to Alan Moore being like, I like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I approve of that adaptation. I um, don't know the name of the episode, but I love it. It was written by Warren Ellis, and it mm-hmm. was in the third season, and it was the one where the weird alien thing is in the Arizona desert, and they're oh, all trying yeah, to fight yeah. it. Yes, the Darkheart! Yes, and that was the and that was the episode where it revealed the Justice League had the laser, so the army exactly. freaked out. That was amazing. And Adam was the focus of that. Yes, one. yeah, yeah. That that's I think that's one of my, if not my favorite episode of that series. What's what's the two part? It's it's not Joker's Wild, is it? Dreamcatcher's Ace, the one where they go to Vegas and fight the Joker and that the is Royal. The, Flesh I think game. that is the Joker. Oh, Wild, that's a good it? one. And it happens in real time. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I also in season two. Yeah, I also like a better world. The one where they go to the Batman, the Batman Beyond future. Yep. That was a great one. Really good one. Oh, and the Justice yeah. Lords. Justice Lords was amazing. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. You can't beat that one. That's really good. That Superman that, that suit is awesome. amazing. If you love the Justice Lords, you got to read the Kyle Higgins sequel series he did for the digital comics, Justice Lords Beyond. That was such a great sequel. Mm-hmm. Well, we there are... Was, you know, yeah. there was a great digital series, yeah, Justice League Unlimited, that Dustin mm. Wynn helped wrote and drew and stuff like that that was a really just just unlimited just league unlimited it was great yeah uh, but it was uh-huh. about the beyond team or whatever that's cool we are 20 minutes over time i just realized this Ooh. all um, right so cool. thank you all for watching uh i want to thank you guys for joining us here on the show uh and thanks for sticking around for a while you know what we just we really needed to we hash out these things we're talking about something as big as just league it's going to go over time um right but uh but that being said what's happening on y'all channels that you want to share Joel? Oh, okay. I was I was gonna let Jason go first. No, He's I'm going to go. But I mean, uh, I mean, you know, uh, s- same as it ever was. If you head on over to my channel right now, you can see the newest episode of the Comic Multiverse. That's the show I do with Matt. We talk about news. Uh, we gave our thoughts. We basically did a roundup of Geek TV. We talked about the end of Star Wars Rebels. We talked about Jessica Jones. We talked about everything that's going on on the CW. It's a good time. You probably enjoyed. And of course, I'll have reviews coming out this week of everything that came out. Nice. Uh. I'm, I did the the killing joke on back issues with my parents. That'll be out oh, in about with your parents. With my parents. That'll be out in a couple oh. minutes. So wow. stay Get tuned. The popcorn. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> this, this gonna be good. Yeah, I changed the name of the episode. It's called "Explaining the Killing Joke to My Parents" because you know what? That's that's how it goes. Um, <laughs> but uh, but don't be fooled. It's not it's not a, it's not the change of the show or anything. It's just I changed it because I'm trying to grow here. I you know if this if that picked up. It'd be nice. <laughs> I'm also changing my titles right now to try and get recognized more. Yeah. Uh, nice. Jason, what's happening on Jowen, man? Uh, you know, we got the DC TV reviews as always. Uh, today I tried out uh, a live stream version of Jason Reads Comics. Yes, how'd it go? Picked, uh, it went pretty well. I picked, uh, you know, like my favorite DC, my favorite Marvel that you should go check out at comic book shops. Um, and yeah, just trying to put out other videos. So go, there's a video almost every day. So go check it out. Yeah. And you you've been cranking it out, man. Your uh, your 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 production has increased. You're making some great stuff and trying some new things. Yeah, Good for you. Oh, uh, another thing. If you're anywhere near the Portland area, I'm gonna be at Wizard World Portland, um, April 13th to 15th. So come say hi. Nice. Uh, oh, that's a great that's a great uh, reminder. Thank you. Uh, on the 31st, Saturday the 31st. Uh, we are doing a panel at Zap Comic Con in Wayne, New Jersey. 
go go to uh, zapcomicon.com to find out more information about our panel, where to go, what time to be there. I think it's 11 a.m., but I don't remember if that's true or not. So go to the website, check it out, and see me and Tiffany talk about comics, YouTube, and everything in between. Uh, we Dope look forward to hanging out with you, and we'll bring a couple of posters. Maybe we'll have a booth for swag. We got a number of posters that did not sell yet at New York Comic Con. Uh, I saved them for, for online sales, but I'm still working on trying to get a big cartel store going. So uh, yeah. that's the only place you can find Comic Pop merch is at New York Comic Con and at Zap Comic Con uh, next week on Saturday. Thanks a lot for watching, everybody. We'll see you guys then. I am Sal, and this is Jason and Joel. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>